So, Ed, just a quick update for you. Uh, 90 Ethereum right now is uh, $158,000. And I just want to show you. I know the audience can't see this, but this is what the bored apes look like. That's okay, one of them. That's a bored ape. Yeah. And let me just ask you, what do you do with it? You just own it. You Can you, you put it on a shirt? Yeah, you can You can do whatever you want with the picture of the ape. You can sell merchandise of it. What? Uh, no, that is uh, Metaguchi owns that one. I don't know who that is. It's just his username. So you can use it like he was going to use it in a TV show. Right. And the other part of the Board Ape Yacht Club is it's like a, it's a yacht, it's a community, right? And they do events or whatever. They do things for the and people. And you bring pictures them. of your apes? I mean, you can, I guess. But like, there's perks to being in it where you get to, I think they have like, dinners at really nice restaurants that you can go to like there's a whole bunch of stuff there's a reason it's really expensive but yeah 158,000 Did the yacht club create the apes? Yeah, too. It was it was like so three that was or their four. Thing. There's a story on it. It's like three or four guys that created it and then it just took off and they were like, "Oh wow. We nailed this." And yeah. they get a cut of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're super rich. But yeah, I, Seth I just, Green had his stolen. Taggered at all of this. No, NFTs are very dumb, but a handful of people can get really rich off of NFTs. Or the you can be like who, or you can be like created yours. Yeah, or you can be like me and try to get fake chickens and fake horses and race them until you're rich, which has not worked out. <laughs> we'll get there eventually though. Once my chickens can start jumping in helicopters and flying ahead of everybody else, <laughs> it's over. Heli- that's not one of them, but it should be. There should be helicopters. That would be great. Yeah, it would be. Shooting then someone to shoot you down. Yes, that that is also possible too. <laughs> that is also possible. The uh, my favorite uh, talent in our fake chicken races that I'm looking forward to, it's called um, de evolution, where your chicken like turns into a T Rex. Oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, that'd and be awesome. I'm not sure if the T Rex then eats other chickens or just is now big and runs ahead. Of, I'm not exactly sure, but that's the one I think I'm most looking forward. And to remind seeing. me, you can. You you can choose your uh, your advantage. No no no, chickens are preloaded basically. Like we already we already know all of our chickens what their special talent is. They just aren't active in the game. Did you get any T Rexes? Ah uh, yeah, we've got one. We've okay. got I think we've got at least one of almost everything. I think we're missing one or two, but yeah, it's pretty great. Danny, do you have any of this? I do not have any of this. You know what this is though. You keep shaking your head up. You well, he's, you, you, no, he's well, been on the I, show enough to hear about my it. My knowledge is what I get on this show. I oh. have no outside knowledge. I'm with you on this, Ed. I mean, I'm learning more. The 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 ape thing still has me completely puzzled as oh, to yeah. the amount of money people pay yes. for a picture of an ape that you can then, I guess, make a shirt out of. I don't know what else you would do with it. I think you'd have essentially have the copyrights. To, right. You, so you can. Oh, do you whatever. own it. I yes. just don't know. I mean. Seth who, Green who is in the business, so he could right. he could make a, a show a out TV of it. Right. You know, he could make a but TV show. But even still, who would care about watching Seth Green's show about his own NFT ape? Right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, and whatever. But yes, you own the copyright to your that artwork, and you can do whatever you want with it. But it's more the main thing about most NFTs is can you sell it for more than you bought it to somebody else that wants it. And the person who and the people who give you the options on the apes are the guys who made this, and they come up with all of them. Yeah, there's an artist, and I think there's like two or three other guys that that drew them. All. They there's, just put them out there. Yeah, and drew you can all bid the on apes, them. and and they, I don't know when they initially sold them, but they initially sold them probably for pretty cheap, right? right. Not one hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars, 
And then they became so popular that other people wanted them so bad that they're now really expensive. Do you know what the most expensive NFT are, NFTs are? Bored Ape there's, is the one that's always thrown out as like the most successful. So I'm sure there's probably one that might have that might be a little bit more expensive, but this one's generally considered one of the most. Like anytime there's a new NFT, everybody's hoping if they get in on it that oh, I hope this becomes Bored Ape. Really, really big. Yeah. Hold on to your hat. Oh no, you you have the most expensive one. Yep. The most expensive. Hold that thought. Hold on. <laughs> I'm I'm 99 sure I do. Let me just double check. Just read it anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with We're it. We're used to Jared reading wrong anyway. Yeah, no, it was. It's 100. percent The most expensive NFT sold was December 2nd, 2021. So last year, sold for 91.8 million dollars. What was it? What was it? It's packs the merge. It. It looks like a pixelated picture of a chicken with a hat on. $91 million. Like, you see that picture, Ed? Yes. I think that's what it is. $91.8 million. And I don't even think it races like Tyler's. No, probably not. Probably not. If it's pixelated, it's probably super slow. And it's just a picture. Yep, just a picture. And someone spent $91 million. Yep. I. You don't want to do that? I'm stunned. I wouldn't spend nine. I don't have ninety-one dollars. Never mind ninety-one million. <laughs> nine, have you seen the wallet? <laughs> well, don't give access to anybody, or else they'll steal your board. Aid. I'm allowed the credit card. When in the morning, I get the question: Do you have gas? Do you need to fill up? Do you need to fill up. You can take the card, and uh, that's kind of where it ends. And then when I get back from the gas station, where's the card? So I will say though. With that sale, it wasn't one person. It was 30,000 people who pulled their money together to purchase it. But still 91 million bucks. But still 91 million divided by 30,000 is, what, 300,000 a person? Yeah. I mean, boy, you're better at math than me. No, I, I think it's 3,000 sure a 3, person. 3,000. What was the numbers? 91 it, million? 91.8 million divided by 30,000. I think that's 3,000. Think if I'm doing the des- the places right, but, so you, you can know. all use that image. All yeah, thirty thousand people get all to use of the them image. Can but nobody has the rights to be able to sell it. All thirty thousand people would have to come together and agree to sell it. No, you're not getting that if it was only a three thousand dollar investment. Right. Yeah, elect some chairman to make decisions for you. I mean, if you could sell it for a hundred million, you'll make a couple hundred bucks. Who's your chairman? There's only two of us, so. Oh. I think I know the other guy. <laughs> He's busy with other things. Sometimes. Looking for a coach. Sometimes. We did race a chicken yesterday. Oh, did you? Or he came in 11th, which was fine. It's, it's similar to horses. You want to finish at the back if you don't finish in the front. Right, right. But, yeah, pretty pretty similar. I'm excited. Let's get our chickens some talent so I can start winning with T-Rexes. It's going to be great. The T Rex will be actually pretty funny. I gotta watch that when you when you yeah. get the T Rex. I, I will watch once we once we get yeah, the T Rex. I gotta watch like chickens shooting each other. And yeah, there's bow there's, and arrows and yeah. all kinds of crazy. Rollerblades is a common one. A lot of them have rollerblades, but chicken on rollerblades. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Uh, you want to do a little bit of Raiders here? Yeah, all right. Johnny Gruden. Uh, we did actually get to this yesterday with Adam Candy, so we can do it right here for the first time. John Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL is not going to go to arbitration. It is going to go 
to a trial unless they settle before that trial. That is still a possibility. But a judge ruled not to push it into arbitration, so it would go to a trial. This is the lawsuit. John Gruden is suing the NFL. His claim is that his emails were selectively leaked. The NFL had over 600,000 emails, and they selectively leaked his. I still find it funny. He, I don't believe, has once said that he did not say misogynistic, no. racist, or homophobic he things. He's not denied any right. of the emails. He's just saying, hey, you guys targeted me, and I'm going to sue you for that. Um I think one of the key details that I, I I still can't get over, I don't know if this matters in court, there were other emails that were leaked, right? We had the Adam Schefter calling, I can't remember who, but calling somebody with the NFL, Mr. Editor, right, in right. an email. Like, there were other emails, that, there was another one that I can't remember, that made people look bad, but I don't know if that matters when this actually goes to court. Do we end up seeing 650,000 emails I was that the say, NFL had? Can you imagine the discovery in this? God, like, poor intern. Like everyone show up, you know, with, with <laughs> someone show up with 650,000 emails. Let's go over each one. Oh, my goodness. No wonder they wanted it to go to arbitration. Yeah, well, you want to go to arbitration just so you don't have to send over 650,000 yeah, exactly. emails. The NFL is appealing this, by the way. So I guess there is technically still a chance it gets thrown into arbitration because if the NFL wins the appeal, then I guess they would avoid going to court. Maybe they settle. Well, here's what I was going to ask. On John Gruden's side, I can't imagine he needs the money. No. This feels very much like a John Gruden is angry and wants a victory right. over the NFL. Right. And if that's I don't even the know how much case, he's suing for. Either. And if that's the case... He's not going to settle for anything. He's going to go to court and try to win. I guess maybe if his lawyer said, no, we're not going to win. So And they're offering us this much. Just just take the money and not lose in court or whatever. But, like, I have to imagine John Gruden's mindset here is not about the money. Hey, I want to get $50 million or whatever whatever the number is is from the NFL. I just want to win, right? I just want to get a victory over the NFL. I want some sort of vengeance victory. Over the NFL. And if that's the case, he's not taking a settlement, no. right? He's going to push this to court if, if they don't, if the NFL doesn't win the appeal. He's going to push it to court and try to win that way. Or, or even if he doesn't win the court case, try to win some form of public opinion where, wow, they really did target John Gruden because 17 other people said similar things in emails and the NFL didn't leak those. Like, that's the part that I'm curious about. Would you like to be on this jury? I don't know if we are we listening to six hundred thousand emails. A lot of emails. I like. Eh, a lot I don't of think emails. I could be on that jury, man. I've never been called to jury duty. Really? So I don't know how terrible it sounds. There's a part of like being on a jury that sounds exciting, right? But then every time you see something that's like, oh, here's a public court case that people are paying attention to, it seems just so boring. I'm like, a, I'm gonna go to sleep here. I was a foreman on one, and it was in California, so you know what happened because you you, you could. You could be standing above the body with the smoking gun in your hand in California. It's like, I don't know. Maybe he didn't do it. I mean, we're split down the middle. So I guess I could talk about it now because it was years ago. I was in California, living in California. Uh, it was a uh, um, a drug case going over the border with the drugs. She's in the car. The drugs are in her trunk. She gets stopped. It's just, it's it's so cut and dry. First vote, split. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I thought I'd be home for lunch. I'm sitting there, well, 
what if she's telling the truth and this and it's like it's like please it took two and a half days to get an anonymous <laughs> to get uh, excuse me um uh guilty on all and it was just it was staggering it, it, the first vote i thought oh we're done here Took like five minutes. I walked in. Let's just vote. I, well, I took a straw poll to begin with. That's why I got so upset because, like, you, I guess the first thing you should do is, you know, you go in and like, let's see where everyone is. Let's see the number at this point. When it got split, I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna be here way too long if we need to get this many people over to the right side. It was a complete disaster. I'm sure the judge was like, okay, who, who's the idiot foreman in there? What's happening in there? We, we should be on to the next case. Oh, it was a disaster. So you're telling me I can't take my phone and watch the Astros game while on the jury? You might be able to on the Gruden jury if they're going to read all those emails. <laughs> my buddy my buddy was on a jury, what a shock, also in California, who, uh, very serious charge, might have been murder, not sure. He was on a jury where, and this is why, and we make fun of him because it allowed him to get off jury duty the rest of his life. Every time, every time they ask him, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm mentally scarred, I can't do this. Uh, defendant gets guilty, takes the poison, downs it, drops dead right there. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so now every time, and my buddy's like, yeah, whatever. Can I get home? Like he did that to himself. So, but now every time he gets the well, jury, yeah. every time he gets the jury knows like, yeah, I'm totally mentally scarred. But like, that was 20 something oh. years ago. Oh, that's wow. I, yeah. How did I, he get his hands on poison? Well, that's the, the thing. Courtroom. I mean, well, I'm sure he was out on bail. And well, yeah, he, I guess he, before, yeah, he's out on bail. Before and you're was, guilty, you can. Yeah, you can if you're out on bail and you're in your suit and you're walking in and out of court with your lawyers, I'm assuming you can get anything you want. But uh, boom, right on the uh, right on the um, table there. Wow, that yeah. would be. Would you? You'd also try to get out of it the rest of your life by saying, "Well, oh, if that happened every time." I might be like, "How do I get back?" <laughs> I mean, I'm mentally scared. We make fun of like, "Come on, it's a long time ago." It was. All right, coming up next, <laughs> it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, 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 dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I guess you've got a point there. Yesterday, we got national TV assignment schedule for college football. And I think it's about as brutal as it could have been for UNLV. First off, this is a very funny detail. Um, For the second year in a row, Fox did not pick a single UNLV football game. The Mountain West, two primary national TV partners are CBS and Fox. Most Mountain West games are on FS1 or CBS CBS Sports Sports Network. Uh, I believe they do a draft where they draft which games they want. Uh, and Fox did not pick a single UNLV game to put on FS1 or tech. They could put it on Fox if they wanted to as well. Two years in a row now. UNLV has not been picked by Fox two years in a row. Now all 11 other schools in the mountain West had at least one game picked by Fox. I don't know what it is, but somebody at Fox Doesn't does like not UNLV. like UNLV <laughs> and does not want to put them on TV. Cause you like, it's kind of understandable that UNLV is not very high on the list of, hey, we got to put UNLV on TV. Boise State makes a lot more sense, right? Help San Diego State makes a lot more sense. But, like, 
does New Mexico make a lot more sense? San Jose State? Right. Like, there are other bad programs in the Mountain West who don't have a massive fan base or a big following that are on FS1 next year, and UNLV's not. So somebody at Fox does not like UNLV. Now, CBS Sports Network did select games. So six Mountain West games and one non-conference game, the opener against Idaho State, will be on CBS Sports Network. So there's not a complete national TV. We don't care about UNLV. It's just for whatever reason, Fox is out here doing that. But aside... From Fox hating on UNLV. There are a couple other places where UNLV gets screwed. First, a minor one. They're playing at Cal this year. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw that yesterday. That game is going to be on the Pac-12 network Ah. if you're in Las Vegas. If you're in California, I believe you'll be able to get it on the Pac-12 network Bay Area. But I'm pretty sure if you're in Vegas, the only way you'll be able to watch Uh. this is the Pac-12 app we don't get that yeah i don't even get pac-12 network but no because we're on direct tv right which doesn't happen no. so the only way to watch that will probably be an app in the fall uh or you can go to cal i guess if you want to watch it that way too um the other way the raiders got screwed two of their games got moved to friday because of the raiders uh if you haven't been paying attention the raiders effectively have control over UNLV's schedule. They can move games. They can tell them, no, you can't play on this day. And what we saw last year and what we're seeing again this year, when UNLV plays a home game on the same weekend that the Raiders play a home game, they usually make UNLV move. And their September 30th game against New Mexico is on a Friday, and their November 11th game against Fresno State is now on a Friday. But we knew that was going to happen. But here's the thing that's, that's fascinating to me. The Raiders only do that because they want to. They do not have to move no. those UNLV games no. because here's here's what happens in August. The Raiders are going to play a preseason game on August 26th. Kicks off at 5 p.m. And then the very next day, UNLV is going to play its season opener against Idaho State at noon. Which means there's going to be about a 9 or 10 p.m. when that when the game will be the preseason game will be over 9 or 10 everything will be cleared out and they can start changing the stadium over until UNLV gets in at 10 a.m. the next day there's basically you're looking at 12 13 hour turnaround time from a Raiders preseason game to a UNLV home game so we know they can turn this venue over sure in oh, a night, absolutely but they just choose not to do it when the Raiders have a home game the same weekend as UNLV they force them to Friday night which means, and we saw this last year, and we'll probably see it every year, UNLV's home games on Friday night will kick off at 8 p.m. Yeah. and 7.30 yeah. p.m. UNLV has four home Mountain West games this year. We know the kickoff time for three of them. 7.30, 7.30, 8 p.m. That's So all of their Mountain West home games, we'll see what the last one is, which is against Nevada, are kicking off late at night. So if you want to watch UNLV play a Mountain West home game on a Saturday afternoon, not going to happen. No. It's going to happen late night. Now, that might be a good people, good thing for some people. Some people might be like, yeah, I'd much rather go watch UNLV play at 8 than at 3 p.m. But generally speaking, people prefer earlier games on Saturdays, and UNLV's playing at 8 o'clock on most of these Saturdays. And there's one more way that UNLV got screwed. Three games not selected for national TV. Two of them are Mountain West games. One is their game at Hawaii, which isn't too surprising. This tends to happen every year where we're like, how the hell do you watch them play at Hawaii? 
It's probably going to be on some random app that we've never heard of before. But the real problem is that UNLV's biggest game of the year against Nevada to end the season will not be on national TV. It's not even on CBS Sports Network. It says TBA. Not on CBS Sports Network, not on Fox, not on FS1. Neither of the national broadcast partners picked up UNLV against Nevada. So the only time they're on national, other than the CBS Sports National, is Notre Dame, and that's still TBA. So, yeah, That'll, so Notre that could Dame, be Peacock, but it'll probably be NBC. Right. We'll see. But Those Notre Dame games one. haven't been named. Yeah, that one will be somewhere. Most right. like it could be NBC, could be Peacock, but yes, uh, the biggest game of the year against Nevada will not be on national TV, which means to watch that it'll likely be on either stadium, Facebook, or it'll be a UNLV in-house broadcast, which have pretty much always had problems. Remember the UNLV uh, basketball games that were in-house broadcast be on a local channel where you could watch it. No. All, the local channel would have to pay for the rights to broadcast it. Uh, uh. If it's an in-house, like they do this for basketball every year. Oh, in-house means you watch it on the on the computer. Yeah, me on Mountain West Network. Street. Yeah, the okay. we we talk when basketball okay. has a few games every year that are in-house production and they're the worst quality production right. of any of the games that UNLV plays throughout the year. That's a potential for this. I have to imagine Stadium will pick this up because Stadium would be like, oh yeah, that's good enough for us. But it is absolutely brutal that UNLV Nevada is not on national TV. The good news on the UNLV side is it is a home game, so you can go to it, right? You're, you're not, if you're a UNLV fan in Vegas, you're not reliant. Can you dictate the time? Um, if it's if it's on stadium, well, if it's an in-house broadcast, you absolutely. You dictate everything. If it's on stadium, probably. I right. They might be like, eh, let's move it, but... I'd have to guess stadiums all streaming. So I'd have to guess you can tell them what exactly what time you want to kick it off there. But this is to me, this is like, as far as a schedule release goes, Fox hates you. The Raiders move two of your games and your biggest games, not on national TV. It's about as bad as it gets. I mean, I guess they could have been completely like, like Hawaii only has like three national TV games. So like they could have gotten that treatment. They don't have any players left. Right. But this is about as bad as it could be for UNLV in terms of what a national TV schedule. I'd like to watch like the to Cal game. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I'd I, like to watch the Cal game. There's a chance. I'll have to double check. There's a chance it might be free on the app. I'll have to double check that. But I think for people that's in Vegas, the app, Pac-12 now, it might. Yeah, it might be free on the app if you're in Las Vegas. I don't know if that's 100 percent true or not. So North Texas is not a is not a nationally televised no. game. Uh, which that one will probably end up like a stadium or a Facebook one. But that's a little more expected that your non-conference right. game against a nobody, like that nobody cares about North Texas, that CBS Sports Network and FS1 are like, we're going to put UNLV North Texas on? Eh, right. I don't think so. Yeah. So that one's a little more expected. It's actually the other schedule move. UNLV is now playing in week zero because that game against Idaho State was supposed to be in um, week one but it got moved up to that week zero of the college football season is going to kick so off. So they have two August. buys before Cal, before San Diego state. Yeah. So that, yeah, they have one right after week one, effectively they won't be playing now. So they, uh, yeah, play in week zero, but that one, that was probably, that game probably wouldn't be on TV if it was in week right. one, that was probably UNLV might've been like, Oh, you'll put us on TV. If we move it up a week. Yeah, then we'll put, yeah, exactly. That's no problem. So there's your UNLV football TV schedule. I don't think it, things went very well yesterday for UNLV. And I really, we need to get somebody on from Fox Sports to be like. To say why. 
So what's wrong with UNLV football? That could have been a question for Euron. Well, I don't think he even knows that UNLV plays football. He's at Fox. (laughs) But it's unreal that two years in a row, they have been the only Mountain West school to not have a single game selected by Fox. It's, it's, It's hilarious that two years in a row, New Mexico's made it but not UNLV. Right. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Hey, uh, guys, it's it's just not going to happen for her. We should really lay off the fact that she's been dating the same guy through six running rebel coaches. It's the only thing in her life she could call an engagement. Raiders.com's Cassie Soto joins the press box for her weekly hit. Good morning, Cassie. How much video footage did you get yesterday? Um, from eight thousand feet away, not a lot. <laughs> out there, out there, uh, Patriots West. Out there, Patriots West. Correct. Are you putting in a uh, like budget request for like a special zoom, ca- a telescope camera of some sort? An extender lens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you got to get yeah, you better. Yeah, we got to know who it is. I'm hoping that they uh, next week on Thursday just have a bunch of guys without numbers on their jerseys. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? All in the same color. No, no, no two different colors, just all one color. <laughs> Were you the one standing up on the bench like Ed told me earlier? Oh, no, that would have been a good idea. Oh, wow. No, that's me. Oh, that was you on yes. the bench. Oh, okay. Adam, Adam said, can you climb up the stairs? No, I, cl- I climbed up the stairs and Adam said, hey, stay up there. And see what numbers you can see. And that's when I said, hey, Colton Miller's at left tackle. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there he is. And, and number four is running around doing something in a red jersey. So you're getting yeah. better vantage points than the videographer. Well, I don't, I mean, the the stands were even farther away than Cassie was. Cassie was with the videographers on the sidelines. The stands are in back of that. So I don't know if she would have gone up there. She would have gotten a good angle. I she, think that was after like the first four and a half minutes we were even allowed to yes. shoot video. So. Yes. But they did get, you know, stretching. You got to you gotta get stretching. Nothing like some good bubble butt stretches. Oh. Yeah, that guy's gone. Cassie, that guy's gone. We don't talk about bubble butts anymore. Oh, my, my bad. Gone. Did, do you believe um, that Josh McDaniels will say anything interesting the entirety of the season? Hmm. What did he say? He said something about being mad. The head coach is always mad. But he hasn't oh. even been mad yet, has he? No. Okay. But I think maybe he was, like, insinuating he was mad. I don't know. And that was a very, very last question, too, I think. So, yeah, I, I think don't he know. said he, well, well, he said the typical question, he said, well, as the head coach in a drill, you're always going to be mad because someone, you know, either the offense or defense is going to mess up. He said, but the yeah. position coaches, you know, you're, you're, you're happy if you're on the side that doesn't mess up. And you're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I say that was like, that was like a, a 2.5 out of 10 of interesting. Yes. Uh, did Max Crosby talk about wedding planning yesterday? He sure did. Cassie asked him a question about it. Oh, that was you that asked him. I haven't seen the answer. I just saw somebody tweet about it. What did, what do you have to say? Did he give you any advice? Yeah. yeah. So he was saying that his fiance like sends him a gazillion pictures a day or whatever. Right. And then I, uh, I was the one that asked if his dog was going to be in the wedding. Yes. And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. The dogs will be in the wedding. He's like, well, I might have to get him a three piece suit. And then I think that was like one of the last questions. Will Kiss, the Raiders PR guy, was like, any more wedding questions for Max Crosby? Yeah. And they usually ask that when they're wrapping him up, and, and we didn't, obviously. And he walks away, and somebody said, Hey, Kathy, you think you and Max Crosby have the same same wedding budget? 
And I said, my my wedding won't cost as much as his dog's suit. <laughs> exactly. I thought uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't end the free. I would. He plays along really well. I think you'll agree. And he answers the questions. He, he'll talk about anything. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. He's great with the media. So, he's a great interview. Yeah, he's a great interview. So I thought keep asking him questions. I don't know why we had to end it. It was, well, it was the most interesting yeah. thing of the entire day. Did anyone watch Denzel Perryman? He refused to speak. I asked him about the beanie. I did, did ask yeah, Perryman right. about the beanie. You yeah. remember? That's right. And he's a. Uh, what do you say? I'm in Florida all the time. Or it's, it reminds he's me a of Florida, Florida guy. He's a Florida yeah, he's guy. a Florida guy. I don't know. Florida Floridians wear beanies all the time. He had a beanie on. It was like 100 degrees. And Cassie said, "Beanie." He's like, "Well, I'm I'm a Floridian. I I wear them all the time." What? That doesn't sound real. That but sounds. Th- that doesn't. It doesn't that sound like, like it the, makes sense. The longest answer we got out of him. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so. So you're telling me Denzel Perryman is ready to go for Patriots West. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's he's yes. prepared. He's well, been waiting for this. And Cassie will agree with this. They were all prepared for the Colin Kaepernick. I only talk about who's here. Yeah. Car, mean, Car they, did not talk yesterday, right? No, no, but we believed he was supposed to. Oh really? I, we believed it. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. We believed it because he it's always a, does. He always does. Yeah. And well, yet, you told us in, earlier in the week. I that believed. You were I believed was it was him and McDaniel's, but. It was the day after Colin Kaepernick. Oh. So does and he want to go in there and Mc- answer questions about Colin Kaepernick? And McDaniels gave that quote when asked about did he give Derek Carr a heads up. He was like, no, but it's his team. He, yeah, knows. he knows. He knows it's his team. Maybe he doesn't know. Man, can you imagine <laughs> if he would have gone in there? Oh, no. Oh, no. man. That would have been that would have been interesting. That would have been great. If he went in there and, like, the first 10 questions about Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> and he, 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 oh, he would have been so mad. Uh, Cassie, I... I think I know the answer to this question. Have you still done zero more uh, wedding prep? I went to a wedding yesterday, so does that count? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, did you get, like, ideas and write them down and say, oh, I, I should did. do that? Yeah, oh, I okay. took pictures of stuff and was like, ooh, I like this. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Was it on the strip? No, it was um, in Summerlin at the Emerald at Queensridge, actually. Pretty hidden. That has a very that, confused look on his face. That would be a good spot, Tyler. On a, th- here. on a Thursday? Yeah, on a Thursday. Really? It's cheaper, Ed. It's it cheaper. It's way cheaper. It probably is cheaper. Yes. It probably is cheaper. Okay. I didn't need, I didn't think of that part. Cassie, I'm uh right now I'd put it at um let's go sixty five percent confidence scale that we're going to get married in England. All right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen for us. At a soccer game? No, we're gonna get married in July. There won't be any soccer. Well dang. Is this all because she hopes Timothy Chalamet will show up? No, this is because it's the same price or potentially cheaper to do like a 30-person wedding in England in than London. it is to do a 100-person wedding here in Vegas. But where does the England connection come in with? Just the money? What? Just somewhere to go. Yeah. It's just, That's what I'm saying. It's just like is, a are destination. There family, are there family oh, there? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's you... just a destination and... She doesn't want to get married in Mexico, so we're going to get married in Europe. And wait, here's the thing: we've looked into it. If you want to get married in Spain, somebody has to have Spanish nationality. We do not have that. If you get married in Italy, they have to do like some really like official ceremony where somebody speaks to you in German. And I'm like, I don't know if we what? want that. Either. You don't want that. Yeah, London so, it just says, "Come one, come off." We right. don't care about anything. Right, basically. <laughs> and like the Netherlands is apparently good too, but their language is like a cartoon language that I can't, I can't get, a, I can't get past their websites. So 
Netherlands might be out, but that's a that would be another option. But yeah, I'd put it like sixty five percent confidence level that we end up getting married in England somewhere. Wow. Why not? So do your, does your marriage license happen in England? Yeah, or that's would the you part do that here. So that's the thing we've got to figure out. I think we we can like legally get married in England, or we could technically get married legally here and then just do the ceremony sort of a in, fake uh, ceremony over there. But I think we can legally get married there. We just have to look into. Because there's an extra cost apparently with like getting your wedding and your marriage registered over there, so it we'll see. Complicated. Yeah, it probably is, but sounds complicated in like different languages. Well, in England they speak the same language. Well, as us, yeah, so I guess if you're doing England, we're gonna. That's that's part of the reason we're gonna stick to that one. But you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good luck with that. Let me know how that. Goes. You're probably gonna get married before me, so. Well, no, we're gonna do 2024. We're gonna have everything planned before you, though. That's true. Even though you're getting married like in uh, 18 months now. They did. Hey, you know what? They did serve flank steak yesterday. That was delicious. But they also served pasta, and I love pasta, but I, I, I dropped some on my dress. I was wearing a pink dress, and I was like, okay, guess we can't have pasta at the wedding. Ooh, pasta's tough. Yeah. Pasta's tough with the sauce. It depends That's what tough. kind of sauce, though, because if you're talking marinara, no. But if you're talking Alfredo, it'll just blend in. It'll blend bit. in with your, with your clothes if you wear the right <laughs> That's true. You wear the right I don't shirt. I really like Alfredo, though. It was marinara. It how, was red sauce. How big of a stain did you have on your dress? It was excellent. It was a little one, but then I like put water around it, and then I got an awesome water stain. Those are brutal. Those are brutal. How early on after the wedding did this happen? Was it near the end of the night, or did you still have a couple hours to go? Oh, no. Oh, no. It was like 8 p.m., and this thing went until like midnight. So <laughs> Yeah, this, yeah, this is right a away. night wedding. I left, I left the Raiders yesterday. You were still there working. I was. Yeah, I was rushing. Yeah. We, uh, it started at Seven. I think we got there like right at seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. It started at seven. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you oh, make yeah. Did you make noise coming in the back where they did stop and everyone looked around? <laughs> no. The the DJ was like playing the final song and it was like, "All right, everybody, get to your seats," and we could hear it. We're like, "Run!" So we made it in time. We didn't. We didn't ruin anything. You are uh, ruining somebody. Somebody's going. I'm going to show up late to your wedding now. Oh man! Slam the door like Owen nightmare. Wilson. And wedding crashes. Tyler will slam the door and everyone will look around. Yeah. And you'll be on the, you'll be up right. there. You'll when, be happy. Right when everybody stands up, ride walks down, I'm going to walk in and be like, oh, hello. I'm here. I made it. You know what, though? There was no kids, and I have oh. never been to a no kids wedding. That's Tyler thinks that's the perfect way. By the way, that's why we're going to England. Don't bring your kids. <laughs> it was pretty great. Listen, my older siblings have five kids between the two of them. What a nightmare. They'll be Are coming. they all babies? Are they like no, 10, 11, my, 12? My brother's oldest is, I think, 12, and he's got like 12, 8, and 5. And But my sister has a like one-year-old and a three-year-old. They're gonna, they're, they'll be there. Uh, yeah, they're gonna, like, they'll they'll get an invitation. Camp, It'll be um, strongly encouraged, hey, drop him off with somebody and come to England for a few days. Okay, but who do they drop them off with, right? Your parents are going. Well, so no, guess- so here's the fortunate part. My older siblings are half-siblings. They have a different dad. Who is not ah. going to be invited to my wedding? So drop them off with them ah. for a week. Come to England. Don't bring your kids. It'll be great. Listen, my older sister sent us a text message like two weeks ago. She and her husband went, I don't know, to the some concert or something. And they sent us a picture and they're like, oh, first night without kids in four years. And I was like, 
What a nightmare of a life you have. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. In four years? Are you kidding me? So I'm trying to give him another week without kids. Just drop him off with your parents, and we're good to go. Cassie, let me ask you a question. If Edris was at the lights game tonight and he had his glove and Jose Canseco hit a home run into the stands, which he's going to do with these softballs, and he caught it, but there was a little child next to him, like with his little glove raised in the air, and I really wanted it, would he give the softball up? Mm, are you talking about this Yankees fan who snatched it out of that little boy's the other day? Yeah, I mean, he catches it, and the little boy looks up at him, and he's got, like, these puppy dog eyes. He's got his little yeah. blue glove on him. What would he do? Estrus would give it to him. He'd probably say, hey, but do you want the ball? I'll get you one before. Like, he'd establish that beforehand. See? Yeah. He Tyler, said he, not, Tyler said he not only would give, not only not give the kid the ball, he'd jump over him. Yeah. No, yeah. He'd go out of his way to get it. The yeah. ball for the kid, probably. No, but I would knock the kid down to catch it for myself and then ignore the kid. <laughs> As he's sure crying. you would. Yeah. Sure I'd you probably would. look at their parents and say, can you shut your crying kid up? <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, Cassie. We appreciate thanks, it. Good work yesterday, guys. kid. 9,000 9, feet away. Hey, thanks. <laughs> there I, wish is she had better con- I wish she had better contacts working for Raiders.com. She, should, I mean, she, she should be closer. Should she should have been on the field working for Raiders.com. Wait, genuine question. There are Raiders photographers and videographers yes. right next to the field? Or they or the actual Raiders employees have to be six fields away, too? Oh, that's a great question. No, I, uh, I saw most of the videographers where we were. Oh. I saw, I saw Did you a video, see the up close? I saw a video on Twitter. I don't know how zoomed in it was, but it looked like they were probably standing maybe 15, 20 yards from okay. the player stretching. Were they stre- oh, just stretching? They could yeah. shoot stretching close, right? Right. Probably. Yeah. So, but not of an actual, like, oh, no, goal not line play. Actually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they'll allow anyone Man. to do that now. Josh McDaniels doesn't even like the in-house photographers. All right. We've got tickets to go see the Eagles. They're here tomorrow. MGM Grand Garden, and we've got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100. If you want to go see the Eagles tomorrow, 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 10 at 702-364-1100. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is The Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Do we get a game seven in Boston, Miami, or you think Miami's scoring think 80 the, uh, something again? I think that's a wrap. I think it is too. I think also, it's a wrap. We've been discounting Miami for the yes. entire playoffs. We can finally look good when Miami loses. We'll say, We told you so. Oh, we've been saying it the Nailed entire it. time. We Nailed got it. it. They it's, stink. They're no good. They play tonight. If Boston wins tonight, we won't be back on the radio until Tuesday of next week. So that's, that's right. like four Monday days. But Tuesday, off. we're coming in here being like, We were right. Yeah, we told you so. We told you so. So that means so game seven would be Sunday, right? If they if yep. Miami wins, okay. NBA I, final start on Thursday, no matter what. I hope we get a game seven then. We can get a game seven. Something right? to do on Sunday other than watch the Dodgers. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? Game seven Sunday night. Fourteen to one last night. Are they playing the Diamondbacks again? Yes. Oh. I mean, they just they can throw anybody against those guys. They can't hit. Diamondbacks? Yeah. No, their pitching's actually I think been yes, pretty it's good been pretty good. It's been pretty season. good. It's been last night. They can't hit, which is the problem when you can't hit. What's the, oh, that was the stat. This year, um, the Dodgers run differential, they're plus 117. Right. The next, the next closest? Next best in the NL is the Mets at plus 45. <sighs> the Yankees are plus 75, so that's second best overall. 117? Um, but yeah, there's, o- there's only two teams over 50 because 
the let's see the Astros are plus 47. There's only two teams over 50 and it's the Yankees at 75 and the Dodgers at 117. That's that's very good. <laughs> They've played well, I'm not going to lie to you. That's very good. And their leads only two over the Padres. Yeah, they are they That's have, amazing. Their run differential is plus 117. The Padres is plus 26. That's almost 100 runs different. And they're only two up. Two up on the Padres. So Padres went close and you guys blow them out. Yeah, the Dodgers had, gosh, I want to say four or five games with 10 or more. I mean, they've had, yeah, that's pretty good. Last night they had 14. I think one of those was against the Nationals in their series. Yeah. And then the day before they score 14, they lose 1 0 to Eric Fetty, the UNLV kid. Pride of UNLV. Yep, Eric Fetty. He beat the Astros, too. Did he? I don't know what this kid's doing. We, we, we don't need any more Eric Fetty doing this the, to our teams. The, the Nationals are terrible, and two and two of their wins over, like, two of the five best teams in baseball yes. has been with Eric Fetty on the mound. <laughs> it's like, what's and, happening? And those are two of his only three wins this season. <laughs> I believe that win against the Dodgers moved him to 3-3 three and three on the year. Yes. So, yeah. Eric Fetty against good teams Very lights good. out down Lights out. Hey, shut him down. Shut him out. It's a hard lineup to shut out. They hadn't been shut out since, I don't know, a couple years ago. It's hard to shut that lineup out. You know what stat I saw yesterday? UNLV baseball has not been shut out since COVID. Like February of 2020 was the last time they were shut out. I wanted them to win. I like Stan Stolte a lot. It's too. It's with pitching in college. It's going to be hard to come back and win. But that their now. pitching kind of sucks already. They normally they're just, just gonna score have to, yeah. They're runs. just going to have to have hit people for yeah, four games, which is tough. what they've done all season. But you yeah. mentioned it. It's at sea level yeah it's a little bit harder to just crank a bunch of home runs Uh, so and and there's just the league is just so bad mountain west champions outright no chance in an at-large zero zero chance that league is so bad here's your prediction they went out of the loser's bracket that's your prediction? Yep. They come back they and win, win it out all? of the loser's bracket. Yep. They win the Mountain West wow. tournament out of the loser's bracket. Here's the thing. Air Force, I think, has one really good pitcher. The guy who, who started Through last yesterday. night was like the pitcher of the year or something in the Mountain West. He might come back for their the championship, but right. be on short rest or whatever, but Air Force isn't actually good. So Reno can, can hit too, though. They, they could, can. They could be out, to, they could right. be out today. Absolutely Reno can could. really hit. But if they, they get past Nevada today. Reno. They're coming out? They're coming out. No, those other two teams don't have any pitching anymore. They're going to slug a bunch of 12-run games. They're coming out of the Mountain West, going to the NCAA tournament. Be a little bit of fun. No show Monday.